You are listening to episode 44 of the Keto Island Boys podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be interviewing Sherry, aka KetoFire808 on Instagram, and we'll be interviewing about her keto journey, how she started, and things that she experienced along along the way of doing the ketogenic lifestyle. And then also me and Jeff discuss certain items in the news, like uh, the headline that talks about is skipping breakfast causing heart deaths. So enjoy. Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff, and I've been doing my keto journey since September of 2017. And this is Heinz, and I've been doing the ketogenic diet since March of 2018. And we are the Keto Island Boys. We are on episode 44. Wow, 44. Yeah, 44, and we are going strong and just keeping it week to week. Uh, we're just doing the, you know, keto lifestyle, and we kind of post all, a lot of our journeys on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and, you know, we just like to keep it Twitter. real. and Yeah, mm-hmm. Twitter and Twitter, yep, and keep it real and relatable for everyone who's doing keto. And even people who are listening to our podcast, I don't think a lot, most everyone – are doing keto i'm sure some people just listen to us just talk back and yeah, forth just homies yeah just homies so i have some homies that just listen to us just because they're friends of ours and stuff but <laughs> um but yeah i mean like i said we you know we, we just try to be down to earth and just kind of like in layman's terms break things down for for the average person and mm-hmm. and just you know we're not too sciencey i mean i know sometimes i'll I'll try to go science sciencey but you know like a disclaimer that we always say we're we're not nutritionists or Mm -hmm. any type of medical experts of any sort or dietitians or um or anything of that nature we're just you know just two regular guys that saw something that worked for us and then we feel like that it's very counterintuitive the things that we do now that we would have never done before. And we just want to share this information um, mm-hmm. to the community. And so, and especially our communities, because there's a lot of health issues with our, our communities that we're a part of. Um, and that, and that's mostly the Island community. So, um, but you know, ultimately this information is for everybody and, um, and just, we really appreciate everybody that, you know, stops by and listens to, um to me and jeff banter about what we're eating and what we're and then also you know we'll randomly talk about what we're doing and some other things yeah. too as well so but uh yeah thanks for joining guys thanks for joining everyone and thanks for everyone keeping the journey i know um a lot of people you know i always always surprised when i hear people wanting to give it a try and you know i'm and we've been good 
people to follow and I, they, you know, for me, I'm just posting photos, but for some people out there, they're just looking for inspirations or things that might, you know, click for them to try. And I'm the same way too. And these days when I scroll through Instagram, I'm like, Oh, I, I see new ideas of foods that I want to try. And, um, the community out there is great. Like people who are in the keto community, they are just more than happy to share experiences and, you know, chat with us on Twitter or on, We've had over well, 30 some interviews with people we've just met throughout the, the whole world, you know, yeah. doing keto. So, um, yeah. And like I said, you know, um, if there's one thing that we are experts are is in ourselves and, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah and, so, and that's why we hacking so that we mm-hmm. could experiment on ourselves and we don't have to necessarily go back and look and see what type of studies we have. We could tell you firsthand information of like how we're feeling and and things like that. So, uh, you know, we try not to be too technical sometimes, but um, but it's uh, it's good to have uh, just some people that are willing to experiment different things on themselves. And me and Jeff are more than willing when it comes to certain things to experiment on ourselves. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we just and, try to like yeah. spread that information out there. And yeah, we also like to read up on articles and we like to see what's in the news because keto is such in the forefront of everything right now that there's always someone talking about it. There's always someone who's against it or someone who's for it. But just the fact that it's on the front burner for everybody, like the talk is there and whether or not it it works for everyone or doesn't, hey, you know, it's worked for us and we just want to like help other people at least try something different with their uh, health. Cause, cause you're right. Heinz was just saying that, you know, cardiovascular disease and heart rate, you know, heart disease is, is, is predominant in our culture and just in, in the world. Yeah. It is the number one killer in the world. And I think I've yeah, said that ab- multiple times. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's out there and it's like, man, how has this been the ultimate killer for everybody? And mm-hmm. it's a lot of times it's, you know, people want to blame the lack of exercise, but I feel like before that, I think mm-hmm. it's the poor yeah. diet, you know, that we all poor are diet. easily it, succumbed. Yeah. And, and I'm a testament to that, like workout a uh, year, the past couple of years um, before I did keto, I worked out just as hard, if not the same amount I do. I, I work at least four to five days a week for at least an hour, an hour and a half each time. And I thought I was the healthiest. And when I took a test, come to find out that my blood pressure was high, my glucose was high, cholesterol was high, everything, all my markers, my weight was like 260 pounds. So yeah, you know, I worked out, but did that, was I healthy? I was probably, my heart rate was good, but that was probably it. But um, it wasn't until I changed my diet and, and, and following keto is where I noticed the biggest changes to everything, inflammation, to how I eat and how I think about food and reading nutrition. So having this podcast with Heinz and kind of talking about this every week, it just kind of just keeps reminding me why, you know, I keep doing this or and why I want to continue to keep doing this. So, um, yeah, hopefully you guys feel the same way. People listen to this. And then- Basically, I had to see Jeff do it first, and I saw <laughs> months. I saw the 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 change. You know, it took me six months mm-hmm. to to watch Jeff kind of day in and day out, 
saw how True. he was eating and then but the change in how he looked was ultimately what got me to to start and and pretty much stick with it and now we started this podcast where we get to meet so many interesting people all over the world and mm-hmm. um you know even though we might not meet you in person but just over the phone it's awesome to have these contacts and conversations and have the same goal. I think the other thing too that's amazing about this community is how positive everybody is. We'll get feedback. Uh, I love how we'll get feedback from the community and people will text us articles and or uh, message us articles. And I think for um, this week, we're going to talk about one of those articles that was sent to us by one of our followers. Correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of our followers on Facebook, um, Corey. She had sent us an article, and this article was a study that was saying that skipping breakfast linked to cardiovascular death. And then in the picture, they put a picture of potatoes and bacon and eggs. And it said that skipping breakfast was significantly an increased risk of cardiovascular-related death especially stroke-related death in the study published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology on Monday. So, yeah. So what do you think, Heinz? Uh, What do we know about? First, shout-out to Corey. Hey, good looking out, Corey, for uh, sending that through. Um, And, um, yeah, we just really appreciate – because I didn't catch this one until Jeff – yeah, told me, me too. about it, and then Jeff was like, "Oh, Corey sent this to us," and I was like, "Oh, what?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, but initial thoughts was, um, you know, that falls along the ideas of what we've been taught for a long time. Not necessarily that, you know, skipping breakfast would cause heart disease or or a cardi- or heart death, or you know, as you were as as you were saying, so. Um, I feel like this is that, you know, whenever I hear any article that, that comes out like this, that is negative towards, you know, something like skipping breakfast, uh, you know, I'm always like, okay, who's funding this article? And (laughs) yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I always think about that, you know, initially, but then after reading the article and like reading the whole thing, you know, it kind of makes me laugh how articles are written they'll you'll have that sort of clickbait type Mm -hmm. of title Mm -hmm. but then in the article it's like well you know the article will sort of backtrack along its terms of the title of the article so i know there's parts in the article that was like there is a correlation between the two but there hasn't been actual studies saying that it's actually causing that you know and so because basically in the study they had a group of people that ate breakfast every day right they had a a group of people that would skip breakfast quite frequently and just looking at those numbers alone and not taking into account any other factors because there's a lot of factors that could be happening but just looking at those numbers they had a wide gap of people that were having heart disease or strokes and stuff. And then you had people that didn't. So it made it look like, okay, you're high, you know, you're more likely to have that happen to you. If Mm -hmm. you skip, like have heart deaths 
or stroke deaths because you're because of the data that has shown from this experiment so yeah and and it's it, do you think it's do you think a lot of people when they see these clickbait they just are looking for reasons to say yeah that's why i don't skip reps without actually having to read anything like they'll see the they'll see the title of the article there's a study that's saying skipping breakfast linked to cardiovascular death and people right away be like yep that's exactly why i never skip breakfast you know without even actually reading the article finding out exactly what you're saying who's funding the article or what is the goal behind you know the article um, and even in this article that was written, it even said, however, the majority issue is that the subjects who regularly skip breakfast also had the most, most unhealthy lifestyle habits. Specifically, a lot of these people were former smokers, heavy drinkers, physically inactive, and had a poor quality diet and low family income. So... That's a lot that's of... That's a ton of factors. Yeah. That's, that's a ton of factors. That's a ton of factors. <laughs> and... And me eating breakfast before I did keto, I did almost every day or, you know, frequently, man, I wasn't any healthier than I am now. So, you know, I do skip breakfast now, not because I, you know, want to, or it's it's just because I just don't feel hungry in the morning. And you know how we always say break fast, right? Breaking a fast. I usually don't like to break my fast till later on in the afternoon so yeah but um, you're but see the thing the difference between a lot of that is is you're consciously uh, fasting you know yeah, and okay. i think that i think the habit of what people are doing with that have the high heart disease is you know they're not a lot of they they weren't doing a study on people that were doing keto and mm-hmm. that were intermittent fasting you know now if yeah. you add that those people to the group i'm curious to see what those numbers would look like you yeah, know, having people mm-hmm. that are that are intentionally um, intermittently fasting on purpose, you know, because I'll tell you a lifestyle that I lived, you know, before because I used, you know, I've never really been the biggest wake up and eat breakfast type of person. One, I'm really lazy in the mornings. I'm not really a morning person to start out with. So, you know, adding another task for me to do like making breakfast and then eating it and all that stuff like you know that's just extra stuff because I'm I'm I like to go to, to bed pretty late and I would wake up pretty late so I just wouldn't have yeah to. but then on top of that too is a lot of times right before I would go to bed is I would eat real crappy you know I would kill a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids uh cookies <laughs> Uh, peanut butter cups, um, ice cream. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, I would eat a lot of chips, uh, dip. You know, just stuff that I just wouldn't eat today. And a lot of times, I'm eating that stuff as late as 12, 1 a.m., two a.m. Oh, you know. And then I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. we would also, you know. And then this also brings up there's times when we would go drinking, and then after drinking. You know, we get out at one, two o'clock now. People are like, hey, where are we eating at? And then now we're eating again and we're eating like carb heavy pot or noodles. Or, noodles, rice. You know, Chinese food, you know. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm drinking all of that with soda. It's just like, so that type of lifestyle, you know, like eating that late. I mean, if you're eating late and then, you know, the next day you wake up and you might not be hungry because one, you just got done eating three, four, five hours ago. So, yeah. So I think, you know, just looking at my own lifestyle, like 
how I previously ate. Uh, it was one of those things where I could see where that number I would fit into that statistic of being a person that didn't eat breakfast, but all those things, I didn't have a good diet, um, heavy drinking, smoking, just all those things. I kind of checked myself off the list on all of those, except for the, maybe the, the low income, you know, but outside of that, I, I fit into all those categories. Cause I wasn't really being mindful of the things and the decisions yeah. I was making. So yeah, I'm, I I know your decision making is a lot way better, just like 100% better than how you were before keto. And even even the days that you do like you have cheat meals and stuff like that, but you're still wary. I'm like, you're still you make better choices, you know, of what you're eating than you did previously. So um, bro, I would come to your, you know, you know, me and Jeff, he's yep. Together. I used to go to Jeff's desk and he would have snacks almost 95% of the time. And then I would eat hmm. Jeff's snacks, you know, quite frequently, like any time of the day, morning, afternoon, whatever. And a lot of times it was carb heavy stuff too. It was like sugar. It was, yeah, oh, yeah. It was like gummies or, uh, man, you used to have those, um, those uh, seasoned rice crackers. Oh, yeah. Those Japanese ones. And, wow, man, just a multitude of stuff that we would just yeah. all, like, gorge on at any minute, at any time of the day, and just not be mindful of any of that. Now it's, it's so not, It's not that we were mindful. It's just that, you know, the spikes in the our insulin and our glucose – made us hungry like every every other every other hour we'd always that's true snacking, yeah, right <laughs> oh man you hit the nail on the head yeah we'd yeah, crash literally. and then want to get that sugar, <laughs> sugar Bingo. <high> again. <laughs> yeah because yeah i mean literally every hour we're eating we're, we were always eating something whether it be uh-huh. you know chips or soda or or gummies or chocolate or i mean it's oh, yeah. it's it's crazy all the stuff that we used to eat all the time. And, and, if, and yeah. And if there's one thing that I've noticed from every one of my friends have who has tried keto or they're still doing it, the one consistent thing that they say is that now that they've been eating keto, they don't have the cravings as much as they used to. And it's a true thing. Like once you start eating higher fat and and you start doing keto, you lose cravings. Like I lost cravings for sugar. I lost cravings to eat all the time. I'm just not hungry all the time. These are natural like things that happen and you'll know once you're in the groove and once you've been doing keto for, you know, I'd say a good month, you'll, you'll notice these things. And before how me and Heinz used to think about, you know, eating like a bag of Haribo Smurf gummies, you know, we'd have at least <laughs> a couple packages of those. Does that It doesn't even cross my mind where the only time it crosses my mind when I'm bit, thinking about it is like when i'm going on trips you know or like going on vacation like wanting to cheat are the only times that i think about having sugar or or, or candies or, or things like that but on a normal everyday basis it doesn't even cross my mind about where i'm thinking about man i can't wait to have some candy never yeah. happens and that's a good point because you know um a couple of weeks ago i kind of had like a cheat week mm-hmm. and it, and it's so true though the cravings came back so fast yeah so fast like after eating like and like i try to i try to be mindful of stuff too you know i still try to fast during the day but then it's crazy how like if you have a carb filled dinner or something how that next morning like i'm not really 
I'm rarely hungry in the mornings. Yep. But it's so weird. I was I was hungry that next morning, and I was like, "Man, this is so crazy!" You know that that you know those cravings can come back just as fast as they kind of. Well, I feel like they kind of take a little bit of time to go away. Your body's still so used to running off of carbs. So, oh, yeah. so going back on carbs and just getting those cravings again, it's like, oh man, it's like, damn. I don't want to, I don't want to have to fall back into this trap because I feel like it's, you know, it's so easy to just fall back in. And once your yep. body's kind of running off our carbs again, then it's like, oh, now it's craving those carbs, yep. it's craving those cravings, you know, which is creating those cravings is, is what I should say. So yeah, it's, but I mean, with the over, what were you, what were your thoughts overall about the article and and stuff like that um i i overall like this article i know we've seen articles like this before and um i i personally you know as far as being a doctor nutritionist i don't know i just know that um i doubt that me skipping breakfast is gonna tie tie you know myself into like a greater risk of heart related death because (laughs) I kind of feel like the way I was eating breakfast before was going to be tied myself to um, a higher risk of that. And, and you know what? I, I, I don't skip breakfast all the time. So like even on, on the weekends, I love to like wake up, have some eggs and avocado and like, um, you know, uh, and cheese, you know, in the morning. So I'm not like skipping breakfast all the time. And even, even when I do wake up, you know, I'll have my morning elixir drinks of, you know, Metamucil and whatever is my thing. There's, you know, there's some calories in there and I have my coffee. So I'm not like totally skipping breakfast per se. Like I'm drinking, you know, coffee with heavy cream and MCT oil. So is that technically skipping breakfast, you know? Yes. Um, There's a lot of questions to that study that I feel yeah. like that need to be brought up, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, I think like kind of what you were alluding to before is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I'm not going to lie. I still do it today is there's a lot of articles that I'll just read the title and move on. Right. It's like, yeah. I'll read the title. Sure. And then make a judgment on, you know, okay, do I really want to click on and read this thing? Probably not, but the title's good enough, and then I'll just go on to the next thing. So I think I think getting people scared about whatever, it's, you know, it's just, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a nice little scare tactic to kind of, like, get people to, like, eat breakfast, basically. Because you're right, most people just don't, won't read the, won't spend the mm. time to read the article, and... You know, I'll I'll admit I'm totally one of those people that yep. does that. You know, True. I don't do it with stuff articles like that just because it's like I'm so curious to see what yeah. the article is saying and how it's shaped and you know what you know what are they trying to uh, inform the reader about? But is and is this really facts and you know stuff? Well, like I mean, that. even the article said there's a lot of complexities about skipping breakfast, and they and they said that. Um, some people might skip breakfast as part of an intermittent fasting routine, but the skipping, but the breakfast skipping in the study and breakfast skipping during intermittent fastings are two different concepts and practices. So, so they're just saying that, uh, you know, there are good ways to do intermittent fasting and there's potentially bad ways to do intermittent fasting. So they kind of actually brought up, um, 
intermittent fasting in this article towards the very bottom of the article, it says, um, keep in mind that maybe it's better to stick with 12 or 13 hours of fasting, you know, or, or B, they, they're wanting to say, if you need to do 16 hours, consider skipping dinner and not breakfast or lunch. So, you know, uh, I don't know who <laughs> we have to figure out, you know, what's best for you guys. And for us, for me, um, you know, skipping breakfast, I, for me is fine. I, I don't think I'm, I'm pretty healthy and I only time will tell, right. Yeah. When we get older, if what, if what we did to ourselves was detrimental to our health, but if I'm looking at it from like how I feel and how I look and how some of my my health markers are, I think that skipping breakfast is fine. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And um, I think you oh. you summed yeah. it up well that you know it's it's. I think that the the study is a little can be a little misleading because there's so many different aspects to it. So, uh, so when, you know, remember whenever you're reading stuff like this, that's, you know, maybe seems like it's attacking intermittent fasting or attacking fasting that, you know, try to actually read the article and then understand what it's trying to say. And that's why I said, like, I feel like the article itself backtracks upon itself and it says things like, you know, there's, there's so many different, facets to what may be going on that's causing heart disease just saying that it's because somebody is skipping breakfast is like i said it shows a correlation but might not show causation so just be mindful Mm -hmm. of that too when you're doing something like that and then um one of our former guests too i just saw on social media today uh did you Uh see that what donnie donnie's doing a seven day fast and he's still working out so he's like on day five right now, which is the longest. Yeah. Oh. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy to see that he's uh, doing a full on seven day fast. I'm like, D-. Hey, we need to follow up with him and see how he did and what, what his highs and lows and how he felt uh, doing the seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like, we, when we had Donnie on the show, he's somebody that, mm-hmm his output is oh. nuts as far as working out and burning calories. So yeah. he's one of the biggest guys I've ever met. Like he's height is super tall. How tall is he? Would uh, you say six, four, six, five. Yeah. And he's built like, he is like a massive, <laughs> massive man. Like, like rock. Me like, and, like me and built. Jeff took a picture with him and we look like his kids. So yeah. it's, <laughs> And he, and he's gonna do a seven. He's gonna do a seven yeah, day and I fast. Think he's on day five right now. So, like doing just water only. I'm not quite or... sure. I just, you know, okay. like I was saying before, I just kind of read the the headline, the the caption. Yeah. <laughs> I just read the headline. I didn't go into the comments too much. I just saw that he was on day five of a seven day fast, and that he was about to go work out still. And I was like, dude, oh, ass is crazy, man. Yeah. So, it's amazing because me and Heinz have tried um, um, long-term fastings, and we do it every so often, not all the time. But uh, the longest, Heinz, what was the longest you've lasted? Uh, four days. Four days. And this is four days, just water yep. only, yep. right? Uh, coffee. Yep. Or coffee. You black, coffee black coffee, water, sparkling water. Yeah. And I think I may have had a couple mm-hmm. diet sodas in there. But outside 
all just liquid. Oh. Yep. And no. And it's it, it's just amazing how your body reacts and how your mind plays tricks on you. It's just amazing how like you can actually function off of. Well, you know, we're, we we were in a state of ketosis at the time that we started doing mm-hmm. fast, um, and so it was and as hard as people think it is. I know it sounds crazy to not eat anything for four days, and I did. I did think I did a four day as well, ninety six hours or something like that of just water, strict water, nothing else, and coffee, just mm-hmm. black coffee, and your body does. It can last longer than that if you if you wanted to without eating. But just as being social as we are and everything around us, it you know it does play mind tricks on you. But it doesn't. You're not going to die, you know. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Is this? It is, is kind of scary. Someone to tell you, you know, that who just doing keto and starting off to fast for four days or not eat. We think you're crazy. Yeah. Now we we're not suggesting that you do a long fast like that. You know? Yeah. Um, you no. know, but we know that we could have continued the fast and that we would have been probably okay that we weren't gonna have serious health repercussions if we yeah. continued doing our long term longer term fast. So um but I, I feel like I wish there was more people in that study group that were intentionally not eating breakfast on purpose and that were eating keto. And then I would like to see what those results of, you know, if that would lower the number, because I feel like that would. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also seeing, seeing data like that come back is the perfect, you know, it's perfect for people that are in the business of selling food, especially breakfast foods. Yeah, if you're a person that whose business is based off of selling breakfast food and people are all of a sudden stop eating breakfast, then obviously your bottom line is gonna, you know, take a big hit. So I'm sure there's a lot of those type of people, which makes sense. I get it. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, you, you know, you, everybody's got to make a living. And so if your living is, you know, is, is selling breakfast foods or, or whatnot, it's like, yeah, the, this, this is, seeing an article like this is great for you and hopefully it's great for business because it's showing people, Hey, you need to come in and eat breakfast. But, um, but for us that are doing a podcast like this, who are mindfully intermittent fasting for a purpose and, you know, and on, you know, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about this article. So, yeah. And then to follow up on this, um, then Heinz the next day this morning, actually, uh he it's uh may 2nd and he'll text me in the morning and he's, he'll forward me this podcast to listen to and i was like oh hey perfect i was driving on my way home and this podcast is called hvmn like human is that uh, what heinz is saying it's it's a evidence-based nutrition fitness and like a biohacking podcast and this podcast had this um lady man i forgot to get her name but it's on the podcast yeah i think she's a girl of some like so if you you know listen to us if you want to hear regular guys kind of talk about what our keto journeys are listen Mm. to these guys if you're doing keto and you want to get more sciencey stuff Mm. um and actual technical terms and like what the actual science behind what's going on when you're doing keto, I would uh, I highly recommend these guys, and they they also like to debunk articles 
um, that may say things like the article we we're just talking about earlier. Um, yeah. <clears throat> this 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 but, article was um, labeled "Eat a high fat, low carb breakfast to stabilize blood sugars." throughout the entire day so and this was kind of following up the article that me and Heinz were talking about just earlier but listening to this article uh it has um uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot to take into this article so it's just basically uh what i got out of it saying that you know um in the morning when the biggest spikes of glucose and sugar happen throughout the day. So this this lady, she's a nutritionist or a doctor, or she's you know she's someone. She's hella smarter than me, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, um, limiting carbs during breakfast is what she is saying because it won't spike your blood. You know, blood spikes really high, and having a low carb, high fat diet and for breakfast for even just people regular people will keep not doing keto right yeah not doing keto um will will help with cravings for sugar and it will things that we already know does um for people and controls your glucose spikes so um even if for people who do love eating breakfast if you can make a just a small change in your macros of eating uh, lower carb high fat there's a lot of benefits uh to doing that even just eating a balanced lunch and uh, you know a balanced dinner just changing the beginning of the morning um and we know this already from doing keto but it 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 does absolutely helps with cravings and and controls blood sugar throughout the day because you don't want those spikes those spikes in your in your morning or an afternoon are damaging to your eyes and blood vessels and your heart you know you don't want these big spikes of of glucose at all which is crazy to think too out of all the meals mm-hmm. that you have during the you know breakfast lunch and dinner right yeah the the it uh, it feels like the meal that has the most carb like options <laughs> would be breakfast you yeah it makes it we're it, programmed it makes yeah you're right it does uh-huh they're fast they're cheap uh, they taste good they're kind of filling you know it's, well and it also plays off of the fact that you're just waking up in the morning and you kind of think you need these carbs or energy to make you last throughout the day that's why eating breakfast we've been taught you know since we were a kid is the most important meal right and through advertisements and through just everything that we're fed over time leads you to believe that well, yeah, especially if if your body's running off of carbohydrates, especially oh, yeah. Then, yeah, then it's like it makes sense. Bagels, muffins, pancakes, toast, like cereal, like it's. I could just croissant. Like I could yeah. just kind of like. There's, there's so many breakfast foods. Oh man, full on either carbs or sugar that it's like, dude. That's how you get the the drug addict. You know, like. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like getting that first shot of, you know, it's those first drugs in the morning is that yep. nice pill or whatever. And, and then and then you wonder why you're hungry come 11 or 12 o'clock at noontime, right? Absolutely. It's like, what the? And, you know, and it's so crazy how proud mm-hmm. I used to be every time I would wake up and eat some like cereal. I'm like, damn, I did a great job. I, you know, I ate breakfast today and it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, but it, 
I don't think it was really, I was benefiting from that because I was eating so much crap throughout the day. It's like, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny just looking back at those days and, 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 yeah, and, and knowing what we know now, knowledge is kind of key, you know, of, of how to live a optimal sort of lifestyle to, to, to just basically last longer, you know? So, right. yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll post the um, podcast of this H V as in victory M as in Mary and as in Nancy um, podcast. So it's really good stuff. We listen to it all the time and, you know, me and I like to keep up to date on what people are talking about as far as news on keto and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we like to stay on top of it and give our opinions on it. And, you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, we learn stuff every time we're listening to these things. So, you know. Yeah. So feel free to let us know your thoughts on uh, like uh, on this article and on if you skip breakfast and, um, you know, what are the types of things you like to break your fast with and what time do you like to break your fast? I know we like to break our fast usually after one. Uh, we had a time there where we were breaking our fast at like 3 p.m. And then we've gotten to the point now where a lot of times we're breaking our fast at like 5, 6 p.m. now. So it's just kind of how we're wired to go about our days. So feel free to give us some feedback maybe on this podcast or uh, on, the, on the subject matter or anything that maybe uh, is, you know, crossing your mind when it comes to keto or intermittent fasting. Let us know. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Email, Twitter, Instagram message, any of those will work. Facebook Messenger. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, any plans for this weekend? What you got going on? Uh, this weekend? Oh, well, yeah. You, you um, Even uh, the family were in town this past this past week, right? Last oh, week? that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks oh, ago. Oh, that was two weeks ago. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought last podcast that we had. Oh, they were just yeah. They were no, they, they were, were just visiting. here. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um. This no. So I have a I have a cousin that's in town. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're probably going from to New Zealand. Yeah, from New Zealand. Um. And so this is his last weekend. I think we're gonna do something on Friday night. Not not quite sure. Um, so what do you guys been doing? Where where you guys been eating? Where 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 have you gone that you you've had eaten recently? Oh, for, 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 well, see, that's the thing. He has been making food. (laughs) He's been making that. uh, So, yeah. So um, two weeks ago, he made some chop suey, which is not keto, but I had to try it because it's been a while since I've had it. And then, um, but, you know, uh, with, with him being in town too, uh, he's staying with his sister. They went out one night and uh, they got they brought back a whole bunch of like Popeyes. So mm-hmm. we we haven't been able to really get out and go um, and go really like eat something well. But we probably will this weekend, and I'll I'll let you know and give you a. So a when status you go to Pop- of... when you go to Popeyes, do you just have chicken mm-hmm. and then? And do you eat anything else on the side? I'll sometimes eat the coleslaw, but if like a lot of times the coleslaw from places like Popeyes, KFC, it's way too sweet. And I could usually like it once. I just need one bite, and if I could taste like it's sweet, yep. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. But absolutely, uh, and which, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. which I feel like is ninety percent of the time when I 
have coleslaw at most places it's like damn this is way too yeah. sweet i know i i can't really eat this so i do the same thing like i go out somewhere and immediately like like i had I had steak this past uh weekend watching game of thrones and mm-hmm. then i i could tell when i bit into the steak it was marinated i was like oh <gasps> my potato was really yeah. sweet yeah I was like, oh it, it was a korean like uh uh, steak so i knew it was marinated but you know what? i was like hey you know what it's steak whatever i'll eat it it's still pretty it's, minimal it's not like yes. you're eating a whole potato you know right exactly you, but you are mindful of that stuff yeah. now and so i know it's it's and it's, it's even it, yeah it's even funny because even, it's even more mindful for people who are just starting keto like they're like I, I know the mentality when you first start off keto like you're super strict about you don't want to mess things up like you're afraid that if you eat something with a little bit of sugar it's gonna throw you off or like you just don't want to ruin kind of the progress mm-hmm. <laughs> for me right now i'm i'm, I'm not even in that pro- like if I have stuff and it just happens to have sugar in it or I kind of don't know what's in it, I don't let it affect me and, and I can't control that really. I, I can control what I make and what I cook Absolutely. on a weekly basis. Yeah. So yeah, it's it yeah, I understand and a lot of my friends uh who are uh yeah, doing keto uh, for the first month or so. I, I see this a lot when we go out to eat and it's harder and I, I could see it when they're going out to eat what they're trying to pick at for food wise, you know, so they're not at the expert level that we are. yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you learn that over time. Like it didn't happen for me right away. It took me a year or a year or two to, you know, be comfortable where I go out and, and being okay with, you know, indulging in things here and there but yeah definitely you have to retrain your your mind process yeah i think after a t- after a certain period of time too and if you if you're serious about your goals and serious about sort of eating this way and being disciplined it's like you'll start figuring out plans of action to take if you yeah. are ever in those situations so it's like either eating beforehand bringing your own snacks uh looking for what type of keto foods around you know there's different ways of approaching things but yeah um i'm big on fasting now these days it's like okay that's like if if i know that there's going to be some issue i would rather fast through it you know but in saying that though too in order for me to fast, I always kind of need something to drink to, um, (laughs) you know, like whether it be, it's mostly sparkling waters just to kind of keep my mind off of food, but also kind of keep my stomach for feeling at least kind of full, even though it's, it's hungry for food, but just filling it with those liquids also feels like it's the safer bet too, as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because we get a lot of hits on our Instagram. People love like, when we post our um, keto Costco thing, people mm. love like that stuff. It's good because like you get to see foods that like, like, Oh man, like when you go shopping, that's what you'll look for. Or when I, when I go, I'm like, Oh man, what can I find today? What's new out there that I could try, you know, yeah, keto still, wise. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And uh, a lot of people comment and really like that. So I always just make sure whenever I go, it, that's stuff I buy all the time. So that's what's constantly, if you look in my fridge or in my cubbies, that's all I have. You know, I have all those kind of keto type dishes, you know, there's always eggs, there's always avocados in my fridge. There's always nuts around. There's always seaweed. There's always, 
days. I have like peanut butter laying around, but you'll be hard to find anything not keto related in my house right wow. now. So yeah, it's, it's easier for me, right? Cause I'm by myself single. So, um, it's harder. I, I understand people who have kids and families. If they don't have everyone doing it with you, man, that's hard. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, it is. Especially if they're eating snacks and stuff that you miss right in front of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, you guys just gonna hang around, do some stuff. Your cousin. Uh, mm-hmm. When are they was it when they leaving? They leave on Tuesday. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool man. Um, I got not much yeah. else going on. I have a uh, softball practice this weekend, oh, and yeah, I'm training for a bike ride from Seattle to Portland to Oregon. Oh. Um, it's called the STP, and I'm. Start training for that um, this weekend with Justin, and there's like seven of us that are, are racing. So uh, I'm curious how this is going to go this year because I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to ride 200 miles on keto. So Dude, this, that's crazy the stuff. Yeah, the stuff that I normally would take um, to, to do long races or marathons are all sugar stuff like goo oh. packets or like jelly beans and you know like uh, quest bar or not quest bars. Um, uh, those cliff bars, you know, those are mm. the kind of things that I would you normally take to give me energy. Oh, yeah. Now that I don't think that, yeah, normally I don't think sugar is what I'm going to use for energy. I'm going to probably have to do like cliff bars or pepperoni sticks and nuts, right? So that's such a weird thing to think about using that as fuel to keep you going as opposed to sugar spikes. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, shout outs. Uh, shout out to Corey and to Donnie, two yeah. of our previous interviewees. Um, yeah, uh, Corey for the article, and then Donnie doing a seven day fast. That is crazy. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm curious to, to do this fast. Um, yeah, I'd still like to give a shout out to Ro and Cat who are still doing keto. They they just told me the other you know week they're like, hey, we're gonna we're going to do it for another like month or so until they go on vacation. And I was like, sweet. You know, they love the, the positive uh, benefits of it. And I, I see them oh, yeah. every day. I see them like five, five days a week. And, you know, you could see changes in them. And I just, they tell me, you know, how they're, how they feel and energy wise. So it pumps me up to, to, to see like, you know, friends, uh, close friends of mine, doing keto and also twee she's also doing keto pretty strongly and i i kind of told her that um you know i have uh, i had a cheat day a couple days ago and she's like i haven't had one since i started wow. and she, yeah so she's she's killing it right now and then um chris you know west you know our our softball chris so him yeah, him yeah. and his, his wife heather are doing keto they just started uh yeah i've been seeing i've been seeing their tags i've been seeing chris tag here and there so yeah that's tight let me me read let me read one of the things that chris sent shout out to chris shout out to Corey, donnie chris everyone let's see here go ahead Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to find the, the the text that he sent me. It was pretty cool. He's like, uh... "That's dope." You know, so what's funny is like uh, me and Jeff were also on the like. Just thanks to Jeff and Justin, and uh, you know, we all played softball together. That's how uh, we know. Uh, well, that's how I know Chris. But uh, man, what it's just funny because uh, yeah. when me and um, Jeff and Justin, when we were all playing softball, they they kind of 
we would hear the keto jokes come out because we would have a lot of potlucks and stuff and we would have different you know sometimes we would grill out there and people are bringing chips and beer and you know stuff that we don't drink but then we would also bring our own trulies and so um so it's always funny kind of hearing these um you know people that i've met that have known jeff for a really long time you know uh, and maybe know me for maybe the last couple of years, I always feel like, man, it's always amazing seeing that people are um, doing keto, you know, not necessarily because of us, but because of the movement, because, you know, this is much bigger than us. And, you know, it's, the keto is one of those things where it's like, hey, you don't have to sign up for a program. It's free. You just got to eliminate some things from your diet. And then, you know, you could possibly see the effects on your own. So uh, did you get that? Did you see the message? Perfect. Texted me saying that he's a believer and that, you know, thanks for all the info and the meals that you put out on Instagram. So, man, he's he's only in 15 days is already seeing some of the benefits already of keto. So keep it up, man. Yeah, keep it Good going. Shit. Damn, nice. Two weeks in. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's I know. Thin and he's a believer. I love it, man. So that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he's been knowing I've been doing it for the past year and a half. So, you know, sometimes there are just certain times where you just be like, all right, let me try something. And, you know, it if, took if months. Yeah. what was that? It took it took me six months of watching you. So like a year <laughs> months. I mean, yeah, look, it's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, hey, man, we inspire people one by one, little by little, you know, if we can affect one person, man, we're happy for that, but we're, we're actually affecting a lot of people. And, uh, yeah. So, um, who do we have next? We have, um, we are going to be interviewing Sherry who we found on Facebook and yeah, that'll be our next one. She's, she's been doing keto for a while and her results are pretty amazing. So you guys are, in tune for a great interview uh yeah yeah stay tuned so i'd like to introduce <laughs> our next guest sherry um sherry representing uh the 808 if you could sherry just uh give us a little background information about yourself uh and then maybe how you started doing keto and we, we could go from there for sure um so um, I'm 41. I uh, was born and raised in Waihua um, on the island of Oahu. Okay. And uh, I was uh, basically raised by my grandparents. My, my mom was a single mom. And so my grandparents were kind of the ones that raised me. My grandfather was the prim- the primary uh, caregiver for for me. And so um, we didn't have a lot of money, and so the one thing that he made sure we always had was food, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and hence that started my journey. <laughs> oh, okay. Islander, fellow Islander, she's eating island food, uh-huh. yeah. And yep. so, honey rice, <laughs> yeah, yes. So, when did you when did you first start your keto journey? What year? Yeah. So I started last year in July, July. Um, right right after I got back from Maui um, for my birthday. It was um, right after 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And 
when we were in Maui, we took a hike up to Iao Needle. Okay. And it was at that time that I realized, I really realized how out of shape I was. And it got to the point where I had to stop on the hike. And, you know, have you ever been on the hike up there? No, we have. I haven't been to that. Okay. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. How many? How okay. many feet elevation and how many miles was your hike? I'm not sure oh. what the total elevation is, but it's not that difficult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know that was kind of like my my aha moment, um, and you know my husband, God bless him, he tried to you know, take pictures while we were on the catamaran because we did this dinner cruise catamaran. And I was, you know, I just didn't want to take pictures because I didn't feel good about myself. And so I pretty much told him no (laughs) Mm -hmm. at every opportunity that he, that he wanted to. Um, But yeah, that's where it started. Um, I had heard about keto, Probably about six months before. I thought it was kind of crazy. I was researching for about a week. For about a week. And yeah. And so I talked to my husband and I and I told him this is what I was going to do. And he said, so you're going to eat a lot of fat and expect to lose weight. Hmm. I was like, yes. <laughs> he was like, you are crazy. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to work. This is going to work. And so um, it's kind of funny now because I'm about 10 months in. I've lost 60 pounds. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm I feel good. This is the best I've ever felt. And to be honest, if weight loss wasn't a side of keto, I still probably would have continued keto anyway. It's just you know, the mental clarity that you have, you have so much more focus, so much more energy, you sleep so much better. Um, mm-hmm. So there's so many more benefits aside from the weight loss. But yeah, weight loss is definitely a big plus. Yeah, you said you've lost about 60 pounds already since you've done keto. And now when you first started, did you have anyone helping you or did you kind of did your own research before you started or was there something that um, you read on Reddit or what kind of research did you do before you jumped in? So I did a lot of um, reading online, a lot of YouTube videos, definitely. Um, but then after a while, you kind of had like information overload. So yep. now you felt like you had to do like all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to order all these different um, types of sugars and um, <laughs> all these things to be able to make um, all these different meals and you can't uh, have certain things, but then you can. Um, and so it was really um, confusing in the beginning. So it was just kind of by trial and error that you kind of find what works for you and you stick with it and you keep moving forward to the next thing and the next thing. And, um, now I feel very comfortable in 
my meal preps and my diet and so I'm kind of in a comfortable place I still want to lose more weight so I think I'm gonna have to do something to kind of shake it up because I think I'm I've hit like a plateau. I've mm. not. What's your, what's your goal? How much more are you thinking, or would you like to be? Like five more pounds. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Now, do you do intermittent fasting too, as well? I I did for the most part. So I started I started intermittent fasting probably about three months into keto where I kind of got my my bearings and kind of understood what I was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started intermittent fasting, um, and I did 16-8. Okay. All the way through, probably, I'm not fasting now. Um, so probably for about, like, uh, up until a month ago. So I haven't been fasting for about a month. And then what, what, when was your eight-hour window from when they went? It was um, 10 to 6. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you find it uh, difficult to do that when you, were doing, when you were doing it, when you were fasting? I think initially it was a little difficult just because I was always a breakfast person, like always. Mm-hmm. And so – because I wake up early in the morning um, at five, mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little hard, you know, not to eat breakfast at like six or seven. But it's not so bad once you're you're at work and you kind of get going. Yep. And then you just kind of get busy. But recently, I've been hungry again, so I've been eating breakfast. Uh, I would say about like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And um, when you do eat breakfast, uh oh, did we lose you again, Cherry? But uh, when you I do, no. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay. When you do eat breakfast, like what's what's it usually consist of? So it's probably it's usually like a like a egg scramble with um bell peppers, mushrooms, onions, um, and then I either have, like, bacon or um, sausage. Uh, I definitely cook it in uh, butter. Sometimes I have avocado, sometimes I don't, so it just kind of depends. And is, and is breakfast con- uh, part of your meal prep, too, when you're meal prepping on, uh, you know, on the weekends, or... Yeah. Yes. So, so it's either like scramble or, um, I definitely love, um, like the egg loaf, like the French toast egg loaf. So Mm. I'll usually meal prep that. And then for breakfast, I'll have that with the chalk zero syrup and either sausage, Portuguese sausage. Oh yeah. uh, bacon yeah it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> i had to buy i had to buy a couple when i was there uh, in oahu 
uh, uh, like five months ago, I had to buy some Portuguese sausage and, and bring it home because <laughs> we don't have, we we can't. And that's the fattiest sausage. In, oh man, yeah, so definitely. Good. Uh, well, if you need anything, I can always send it to you. <laughs> don't offer that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, totally. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, made a new friend. Hey, right, right. <laughs> you know we have a lot of friends that just started doing keto. What was the hardest thing for you when you first started? Do you remember about ten months ago? Um, did you uh, have the symptoms that some people feel with the flu and stuff like that, or how did it go? Um, I definitely had some. Some symptoms of the keto flu, not anything major. Um, I did have, I did have um, the, I felt very fatigued um, in the beginning, Um, just kind of foggy, uh, not really able to focus. Um, I did have some leg cramping one day. Um, but nothing really terrible. So I did make sure that I had electrolytes and I was putting a lot of salt in my food. So I'm drinking a lot of water. So I think for me, I was lucky because I hear some of the other stories and it's just awful. Oh, yeah. A lot of people quit because they get keto flu. So, you know, it's a lot of things will happen to their bodies that, you know, during that whole um, fat adapting period. And so Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Like if you're feeling really bad, you know, a lot of times that's your body saying, hey, you know, you're something, you know, something is out of whack. But, you know, sometimes in that readjustment period, it's uh, it's just something you have to fight through. And, you know, this is one of those things, like you said. You know, eating a lot of fat, it sounds crazy because we've been talking, right? Yeah. And then, so imagine if you're eating a lot of fat and then you're feeling sick, you're like, oh, it's, this is not for me. This is, you know, this is crazy. And like, I, you know, like, but, you know, we just try to tell people, it's like, man, try to stay consistent and fight through it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if you get through it, then, you know, you might be able to find those benefits on the other side of that flu-like symptoms that you may be having so right uh uh sherry did you um uh do you feel like you lost weight pretty fast like when you first were starting out i know a lot of my female friends when they start out they say that uh you know they 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 don't see changes pretty fast did it happen fast for you or or what was your progress like um it actually kind of happened pretty fast um to the point where I think I was losing, I think I lost my first 30 pounds in the first three months. Wait, wow. no. Four, that's yeah. Amazing. So, so I thought to me, I thought, oh my God, that's too fast. Like I shouldn't be losing that much weight that quickly. And so I kind of, and I think I was being really strict with my diet. Um, and so I kind of let up a little bit. I had a little bit more carb with the Good, vegetables yep. and stuff. Um, so it kind of slowed down as far as the weight loss. And I, and I felt better because, you know, I was eating a little bit more carb. And then I still lost consistently. 
I d- it just, you know, that first three months or so was super drastic. And, you know, I've never throughout all the diets I've ever been on, I've never lost weight that quickly before. It kind of scared me, to be honest. Um, but, you know, like now it's just, I'm pretty much on maintenance mode. Um, I kind of would like to lose a little bit, but yeah, for the most part, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Now, do you work out at all, Sherry? Um, I did in the big, well, no, I didn't in the beginning. So I started working out probably about, um, four months into, into keto. It was nothing ever really consistent. Um, there were kind of life-changing things that happened during that time. And so I was really off and on. I want to get back to it for sure. Um, but right now I'm not, I don't have a, a regimen, a workout regimen. That's still pretty amazing. I mean, you've lost 60 pounds with inconsistent working out. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. and, we, and that's what we love to tell people that too. Like people think that, you know, like you have to work out consistently to like lose the weight. But we're saying like, man, you can do it just by eating. And it's not like you feel like you're being restricted. You're eating like foods that you love to eat and that are fatty and makes you full, right? right. Yes, yes. And I... I saw, I was watching this one video on YouTube. Um, I don't remember who it was by, but um, the guy was saying that if you have to exercise to lose weight, then that's not the lifestyle for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, we, we, you know, when we do, when we, when we started doing keto, I, I had already been working out, so it was nothing about me not working out, but it just changing the way I ate it just made sense. And, you know, I know you're good about looking at packages for nutrition labels and just being smarter about what we're putting into our body. But you're right. Same with me. I've tried every diet and it didn't work. This is the only one that I've done for more than it's almost two years now. And like, I've stuck with wow. it. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're a testament to you know how things happen and the what amount of weight that you lost so fast. You you probably went through clothes sizes like nonstop within a couple months, right? Right. So so funny <laughs> funny that that's part of my May my May intentions is to go through my closet because I have clothes that I can't wear anymore, but it's still in my closet and I know. and I think yeah. subconsciously I don't want to get rid of it yet because. <laughs> <laughs> I do that I've too, always yeah. historically have gained the weight back and so I feel like I'm I should just keep it because at some point this is gonna end and so I'm gonna need to have bigger clothes but um this this lifestyle that I have right now is something that I can do forever and I don't feel like I'm cheated. I don't feel like I'm restricted. Um, I don't look at it as look at everything that I cannot eat. Yeah. I look at it like look at all the food I can eat. Yes. Never on a diet before could I ever eat eggs and bacon, eggs and spam, eggs and Portuguese sausage. Like, um, 
cookies and right cheese and all that fatty good stuff that tastes good I have a coworker that is on a low fat low carb diet right now and I'm trying to tell her but <laughs> she's not ready <laughs> So, what do you mean try to tell her? She can't tell by just looking at you and how much well, you've done. Well, she does. She does, but, you know, she's like mm-hmm. how we were back yep. then. Like, yep. the yep. only way you lose weight is low-fat, low-carb. That's the only way. And mm-hmm. so I keep telling her, I was like, why are you eating boiled chicken and broccoli? Like, that uh, sounds yeah. disgusting. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I've tried that. I've done that. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. You can only last right. for so long, right? If yeah. you tell her, man, you can eat bacon and avocado cheese. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So, have you tried other diets, Sherry? And uh, and if you have, like, how long did that last? Uh, I've tried. Like keto you know, is very sustainable for you, so I've tried a lot of diets. I've tried Weight Watchers. I've tried um, the Atkins diet. I tried the low carb, low fat diet. Um, and, you know, that incorporated with working out incessantly did mm-hmm. give me some progress temporarily. Um, so I was yo-yoing up and down, you know, pretty much all my adult life. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the longest you, you what's the longest period of time that you stuck with any of those things? Probably, probably a year. And that's oh, okay. only because I was getting married. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a goal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But other than that, yeah, nothing ever really stuck. Um, and you're 10 months in and you're, the confidence that you have moving forward seems like this is something that's, it's a lot more sustainable for you. So oh, yeah, and, definitely. And you're, you don't even have like a goal. Like it's not. No, like, I don't. Yeah, you're just living life. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. This is like and my you, and you enjoy my drinking too, right? Like drinking on keto oh, is fine. Yeah. And yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. It's not restrictive. I have I mean, my rum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my diet seven up, and I'm good. Do you find yourself like I know it happens for me and Jeff? Like now, when we drink, we get drunk really fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you? for sure, for sure. I'm like weak sauce now, like you know, <laughs> two max, but. It's kind of funny. Um, And uh, for those listening, um, Sherry is KetoFire808 on Instagram. And what drew us was a lot of your food posts, a lot of of things that, you know, a lot of uh, encouraging words that you put on your Instagram. And, you know, you post the same kind of stuff we like to post, like the foods that we eat and stuff like that. And your journey, was it hard to post photos like before and after? For me, it was like, you know, like, Dan, I don't know if I should be posting before (laughs) and after, but, you you know, you look amazing and and your journey is, is awesome. And I think, people need to you know hear and and share you know what you've been doing yeah absolutely in the beginning it was so it was so hard for me and i um it took me a lot to even start that keto page and yeah i thought that you know if i could share my journey with with someone that can relate to my story and be inspired by me, then, you know, it's all worth it. And when it came to the before and after pictures, you know, I talked to my husband and, and he was like, I don't know why you're embarrassed or ashamed to put that 
up there. Like you don't look like that anymore. Yeah. And he said, "But I did." Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "But you don't anymore, so you shouldn't be ashamed." So he's super supportive of me, um, in in my journey, and you know, he's he's definitely along for the ride. He's on board. He he's very conscious of the carbs and sugars that he intakes as well. Also, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm it's rubbing off. Oh, you know, one of the things that, you know, uh, being family, you know, being um, Islander and going to family parties and stuff, how do you, does your family know that you do keto and they kind of tailor towards you or how do you tackle going out eating at events and family parties and stuff like that? So part of my family does, does know that I'm, I'm, keto and my mom she's really conscious of you know some of the the dishes that she prepares Mm -hmm. for family get-togethers and I also bring stuff that's keto friendly so I never feel like I only have you know two selections or I have to like take out the breading from something to be able to eat it and if, if if I did I'm totally fine with that um, and then when we go out to restaurants and stuff, I will always kind of look online at the menu if it's a restaurant that I've never been to before so that I can kind of plan what I'm going to order and how I'm going to order it. That way, when I get there, it's not so stressful for me mm-hmm. um, to be able to, you know, find something that's keto or um, something that I can eat. And, you know, it's, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable or anything like that. So I try to do as much um, homework as I can before I go out so that the evening is smooth and nobody feels awkward. And Mm -hmm. so I've never had, knock on wood, um, a situation where, you know, I just felt like I, there was no options for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, me and Heinz, when, yeah, we, we, we are pretty good about reading menus. We love to like look at menus and see what kind of dishes are, you know, keto friendly, <laughs> but also at the same time, our friends are pretty pranks or they, they, they kind of rib us all the time. We used to be the butt of jokes. Uh, <laughs> when we, yeah. When we go out to eat and like, Oh, here are the keto boys, the keto island boys. And you know, what are they going to order? But like over time, like, they they adapt to us and so they are more conscious of what they're eating I right feel like some, isn't that I, funny yeah, it's <laughs> it is so it's so funny to see that like oh hey we got we got you some chulies guys or we we got some you know i'm like yeah thanks guys i mean i like it it happened like it's the more we talk about it the more you know we say no we're not gonna eat this breading or this you know um rice or whatever the more that they are like oh hey is it okay if we go here can you guys eat somewhere so they're they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty yeah it's pretty funny huh Heinz? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was pretty guilty of it too. I used to make fun of Jeff. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. yeah before oh, he yeah. was doing keto, and I didn't start keto yet, and I would, you know, make fun of him, just be like, oh, you know, you know, have quick one-liners here, like, oh, here comes our model, and uh, you know, just little <laughs> stuff like. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, and then when I, it's like, I, it's like I crossed over and then when I crossed over, it's like, man, now I felt guilty of all the <laughs> I would take them. So I gotta take it back, I take it back. Yeah, because now I hear them and now I'm on his, you know, on, on, on the other side and it's like, oh, well, hmm. you know, I, I get it because I did all these things to Jeff, you know, and so it's, it's kind of funny just how it's full circle, like, oh, now, now I have a different type of clarity when it comes to eating and, and decision making and choices uh, and so it's it, I, I understand it's one of those things sometimes it comes with the territory but um, but it, like Jeff was saying it's so funny how people you know whether they're doing keto or not try to make a little bit more conscious decisions when we're around sometimes. right right it's very funny mm-hmm. you know because <laughs> we, we don't try to like I mean I try not to force anybody else to do it, you know. Right, right, or preach or preach keto to everybody. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, like you know, a lot of times your friends are going to be your friends regardless if you're doing keto or not, and it's not like you have to do keto to be friends with us either. Right. That it's it's such a it's such an important part of me and Jeff's lives now, especially with this podcast and everything. It's like. And people understand that, hey, you know, this is this is something we're doing because we feel like had we known about this earlier, we would, you know, we would have been doing it earlier. And it's Absolutely. just, it's just, you know, the, the, what we've been taught our whole lives about how fat is bad, mm-hmm. you know, it is, is, is just such a strong mindset within most of society. So to, to, to do something that's very counterintuitive takes a lot of, um faith you know and like for me i didn't have faith in it because it sounded crazy just like right exactly it took me six months in seeing jeff's transformation to be like okay let me try what jeff is doing (laughs) work for jeff then this might work for me too and 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 it has well a lot of times people do like to see people fail and so like they kind of wait a while and see like that is true yeah they do they absolutely and they try to sabotage you and they try to sabotage dude they love (laughs) they love trying to sabotage you right like oh look at this cake oh look at these donuts (laughs) oh my gosh yes all those things that i used to love you're right people right eat it in front of me and I think in the beginning it used to really mess with me, but now just since we've we've been doing it for so long, it's like oh, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you initially started um, and you were pretty strict, did you track your macros? Uh, you know, I don't really track anymore. I never did really, and Heinz never did. No. Did you, did you when you first started? I did when I first started. Um, I started tracking on my fitness pal, um, and I was very diligent in being able to input all my food and uh, record all the recipes, which is, you know, very time consuming. Um, Yeah. And so uh, I probably did that for maybe the first six months or so. So now I'm eating more intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not tracking anymore. And it's so much easier for me, I think, because I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of worried about where I'm at. Although 
I think maybe I might track for a couple days here and there, but nothing, nothing to what I was doing before. Right. Every hour, every minute and like right, right. quantities like, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I, yeah. I ate an almond. Oh no, yeah. I need to input <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. That, that is a really time consuming and you don't want a, a lifestyle to be something where you have to track on the app all the time. Um, but, right. but you know, it is good, you know, initially, cause if you're not sure if you're getting enough fats or your protein or how much carbs you're eating is a kind of a hits you right in the face and your app tells you exactly like, Oh man, I'm eating way too much protein or not enough fat. And it, it is good. Initially. I tell, I tell people who start off, you know, like, Hey, maybe track a little bit, you know, a couple of days or send me what you're eating so I can see what you're eating. And then from there, you know, once you get past all that and once you get into a good groove, then you start, right? You're, you're on your own. Right. You, you, you yeah. can do it with your eyes closed. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now, Sherry, do you, do, do you, do you ever have any cheat meals or cheat days at all? Um, I've been pretty strict this whole time. I probably huh? have cheated um, maybe a, three or four times in the 10 months and it's not even really cheating cheating it's just um maybe just having protein that's marinated in you know like a like a soy sugar sauce um because i love korean barbecue but Mm. not anything that's like full of of pasta or rice or anything like that but I, I'm definitely going to be um, going off plan in June um, in Vegas, but I think it's not going to be crazy, crazy. It's just going to be like, you know, a cheat meal here or there. <laughs> not yeah, the there's whole a lot week. of good places to eat in Vegas. So right. was, there's a lot of great buffets. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot of temptation everywhere. Right. You, you, right. Can, you can hit up Heinz too. Heinz lives in Vegas now. The same. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so um for people who are starting out there or just listening um you know to us um what have you been teaching other people now that you've been doing it? I'm sure a lot of people ask you. I know they're asking for how, how do I get started? What kind of advice do you give to people when they first start out doing keto? Well, I definitely will recommend to to just do your research in the beginning as much as you can. Um, and then even when you start, it's easy to get overwhelmed with everything. I have um, one of my friends who just started keto um, about two months ago. Um, so I'm kind of um, going through it with her. Uh, we we meal prep together so she kind of sees um the recipes that I make I tell her though that you know this is what I like it might not be what you like and so you need to be able to um change the recipes to what you like to eat so that this is something that you can sustain long term and you have to enjoy what you eat because if you don't, then what's the purpose in you even eating it? So she's doing well. She lost 14 pounds. Um, she feels better. Yeah. And so so she's on her way. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people ask no real, like, vested interest, though. And I think it's just, you know, they're scared about 
all the fat that you're eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, they're they're definitely quick to um to give you props and just, you know, praise what you're what you've done and, and how far you've come. But as far as, you know, what they're willing to do, mm-hmm. they're not ready yet. And, you know, I mean I don't I don't push them. Just, you know, when you're ready, you wanna get more information you know come, come talk that's that, that's yeah. exactly what Hein says right that's yeah. exactly what you say absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. um jeff do you have any other questions no uh so you know um heinz we like to um give you know, is there anyone that you'd oh, like yeah. to give a yeah a shout out to? Anyone that's helped you through your journey? Your husband, I know he's he's been great. Like you know, by your side the whole time. Is there what? anyone else that has helped you through this journey? Um, yeah, definitely my husband. He's he's kind of been you know my my rock through this whole process. Just you know, being there to give me um praise and comfort and because not everything that that I've done in keto has been successful and so you know the journey has been long it's it's had its obstacles um but he's definitely my biggest cheerleader and and I totally appreciate him for that um yeah sweet and then if there's, you know, listeners out there who are considering doing keto and they're not sure, what type of advice would you have, you know, in general for somebody that may be thinking of starting to do keto? Um, I would de- I would say definitely start um, now. Start doing your research. Don't wait for a Monday. Don't wait until something happens before you start. Just start. Mm. Sweet. Did did you uh, a follow up question? Did you re- like for me? I had to remove the, all the foods, the temptations in my cupboards and and refrigerator. Did you do that too when you? When oh you yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't remove everything because yeah. at that time, um, my husband was not on board, and so he, <laughs> yeah. he still. <laughs> I couldn't throw away all his food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I get it. <laughs> um, but slowly but surely. So now, like, we don't have any rice in the house. We don't have any bread in the house. Mm-hmm. No pasta in the house except for, you know, the the low-carb pasta. But, yeah, so it's it's been a slow transition, but it's been a good one. And and he's he's definitely seeing the benefits of keto, even though he doesn't want to, like, praise it like i do mm-hmm. but he's he's definitely on board nice awesome uh, oh sorry one last follow-up question did yeah. have you have you recently um gone to your doctors your physicians and told them that you've been doing keto or get any kind of reports back on like how you were before and like now like improvement wise and stuff like that so I think the so I recently did labs a few months ago, um, and so everything is good. My cholesterol's good. Mm-hmm. Um, my triglycerides are down. My good fats are up. Um, my LDL is down. 
um, my A1C is down. So everything is better. So at the time when I start, before I started keto, um, maybe, let's see, about six months before I reached my highest weight, I did go to the doctor. So I was like almost pre-diabetic. My cholesterol was creeping up. So that too was um, definitely scary Mm -hmm. because I did not want to be diabetic. My mom's diabetic. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want that to, um, I didn't want to have to deal with that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, oh, and do you find it hard that your, you know, your your mom is diabetic? Like my 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 parents are both type two diabetics, having to change like you know sixty years of of eating. Do you find it hard for you to like get them to do keto, or you don't even push it on them? Do you? I don't. Yeah. I don't. And when my mom, um, when my mom was diagnosed with diabetes, she did. She did do well on low carb Mm -mm. she's kind of she's kind of um been a little laxed on that recently and so you know she's gained some weight back i've talked to her about keto i've not pushed her at all Mm -hmm. you know i just talked about my my journey with keto and you know she sees the progress of my transformation and she's very proud of me and I tell her, I said, you know, keto would be perfect for you. You don't even have to like think about all the carbs that, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't have to eat because you're going to be eating fat instead. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So it's taking some time. She's not, she's not totally with it yet, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, especially for older generation um, parents who have been accustomed to a way of eating. And, you know, um, you, you just turned 41. I just turned 41 as well. And, you know, at least we're doing something now. So that way, when we get older, we, hopefully we don't have to be put in that situation where we're on medication right. and, and yeah. diabetic. And, um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we, we just thank you so much for, you know, jumping on the podcast and, and sharing your story and, and for those who want to um, follow Sherry, uh, go ahead, Sherry, give, give us your Instagram handle. I am KetoFire808 um, on Instagram. Right. KetoFire808. And um, yeah, so uh, thank you. And we'd love to follow up with you, you know, later down the line and, and see how things are going. And um, just... Um, yeah, keep up the great work and, and thanks again for, for jumping on the podcast with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. It was really fun. Yeah. Thank Sweet. you guys. But seriously, yep. the offer stands if you guys <laughs> want anything from Hawaii. Let me know. Ooh, the, the macadamia <laughs> nuts and the, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we we got you on our on our on our on our phone there. So um yes, thanks Sherry. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, we'll have a have good, a good evening. evening. Yeah, and you we'll too. talk soon. Okay, bye. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. bye.
I'm sorry.